Welcome to Nafella Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. We had some really clever wordplay going on in the count, and I'm like really proud of it. But yeah, Luke uh, might add, might stitch it onto the end. Just keep knows? it. That's funny. Um, we're overhyping it. We're overselling it. It's been a while. Um, we're it's back. The off season. It is the off season, and uh, it has been. I'm, I'm really close to the mic. It is also like um, relatively quiet, but of late things are finally popping off. There's finally news. Um, Rogers attended the Tonys in like a silk suit. That's the main headline. God damn, we'll um, never escape the Rogers talk. Taylor's on this like, podcast. why is he there? I'm like, he's in he's in New York. He's soaking he's up the city. Blowing up now. He's like he's he's, he's remade. He's he's totally reinvigorated. He's out there showcasing a different side of his personality. It's befriending the hot too. young players. Yeah, it's like um when you when you see an Oscar bait movie with an ensemble cast, that is mm-hmm. Rogers don't going worry, to the New don't York worry, Jets. Darling, is, yeah. is is Rogers? Uh, hopefully, with as much drama, that'd be sick. Is that um, the one with Florence Pugh? Then remember how cr- that's all anybody was talking about. And last year. Uh, yeah, and uh, Harry Styles. Yeah, and you know Nick Kroll is in it. I do. He was one um, of the scientists. I didn't see the movie, but I, the oh, drama it's a, it's was... it's an okay movie. It's the not drama great. Was riveting. The all funny the thing drama is, was riveting. Harry Styles probably did more uh, eating out than he Ooh. did of like actually acting in that movie. Half of his role was just eating out his co-star. Just Is so that you know. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, haven't seen it. Uh, I love. It's so funny because I had forgotten almost about the did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? He or not. did. He did. Well. I saw Nick Kroll this weekend, and he had a little bucket of everybody could put stuff in and ask questions on a piece of paper, and he might answer really? on stage. And Nick Kroll <clears throat> pulled one out, and he's like, did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? And I was like, oh, I forgot. That's so like, funny. And he's like, yeah. Basically, short story. The, the, the short version is he basically was like, yeah. Harry Styles, the most famous person alive, decided – what he was going to do at this massive film festival with hundreds of thousands of eyes on him. I'm going to spit on, I'm going to hawk a big loogie on Chris Pine. Like basically he's like, no, you fucking idiots. But then, but Kroll said, I don't know if it was just a bit, but he was just like, uh, he's like, but you know, I looked at it on Twitter just like you guys. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, did he? He's like, and I was there. So did you ask him about gigolo house? I didn't ask gigolo horse is my favorite. No, uh, I didn't ask about anything. Isn't that what it was called? It evolved into Jiggle okay, Horse. That's you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, they all evolved. I love Nick Kroll. It was wonderful. I also saw Chelsea Peretti this week. Uh, speaking of Kroll show, um, she's fantastic. Sarah Silverman I saw this week. This isn't about comedy. I'm Aaron, I'm Aaron Rodgers at the Tonys right now. We can move along. Aiden, do you think? Do you think that? Uh, do you think that this Rodgers New York hype is worth it? Um, Fuck. Are, are man. you in the? Are you in just like a mode? I'm in kind of a mode where I'm like. Jets haven't been excited about Jack Fuck. I've been uh, tossing this around in my head so much because I want to say that this is just going to fall on its face. Like we we see a Russell Wilson go it to the should. Broncos last year it with should. all of the hype in the world, and then they like historically bombed. Um, however, I think that this Jets team is absolutely dripping with talent, more so than the Broncos last year. Um, Aaron's arguably a better quarterback than Russ. And 
if you look at what the Bronc or sorry, rather what the Jets were doing last year, running out Zach Wilson and Mike White. Fuck, man. Like, Garrett Wilson, I know for a fact how talented he is from watching his entire career and part of his high school career as a Buckeye from the state of Texas. They Dumped have on Vikings. An incredible, on. They have an incredible stable of running backs. Not Offensive only was, and defensive rookie of the year. It's just crazy. Yeah, well, I, was, I haven't even got to defense, but, like, not only did they have Brees Hall, who probably would have competed for rookie awards last year had he not tore his ACL. But they also have another running back that I can't think of his name. Um, I think maybe like Michael Carter or something. But they also drafted Israel Abanacanda, who's one of my guys from the draft who I loved. So that they have I can't options. Think of his name. I think it's Michael Carter or something. They had a guy they drafted as a running back and as a cornerback with the same name. And I just can't remember what it was. But isn't that crazy? The Jets drafted like both sides, same name. And another crazy thing, there were two D linemen, one from Tennessee and one from Alabama in the draft this year, both named Byron Young. Same spelling. One was that a D end, one was a D tackle. That is super weird. It's like, dude, the fact when the Vikings and the Bears both had Adrian Peterson that were Adrian backs, Peterson, that was, I'll never ours, forget it. What ours the had fuck? a. Ours had a linebacker brother on another team. That I is remember glitch that. in the matrix shit. Like that is glitch in the matrix. We're living a simulation shit. Like, but anywho, it. their defense is stacked to the fucking gills with talent. We'll get into the Quinn and Williams issue with the potential holdout when we get to training camp holdout segment touched on of the podcast. Earlier. Yeah, I'm gonna lump him in. I'm gonna we'll do a short segment on potential training camp holdouts coming up after this uh, summer break, but. When, when we're talking about the Jets and with Aaron Rodgers and the potential success, I think what it really falls down to is the division he's in. Because when he's in the NFC North, as much as we hate to admit it, Luke, the NFC North hasn't been a powerhouse lately. And if it has been, it's been the Packers. So he goes from an NFC North division where he has familiarity, where he's been running shit for a long time, where we've been lagging behind... The NFC at large has lagged behind in quarterback talent. That's undeniable right now. He goes to the AFC to a very, very contentious division. And though he has a lot of talent around him, he's got guys that are going to be gunning for him. He's got other quarterbacks in his division that can compete with him. I don't think that the Super Bowl hype is where it should be. I don't think that he has a fucking shot in hell of beating the top AFC teams. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see him coming out of his division, um, potentially. I don't – I mean, I don't think he's beating the Chiefs, and I don't think he's beating the Bengals. What do you think? That was my main – that was the thing is, like, if if I think about them running into the Chiefs, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to win unless Rodgers is – I mean, we're only one year removed of MVP Rodgers – if he's slinging the fucking rock around and he feels okay. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, really Uh, quickly, the, the Vikings Swiss cheese, secondary, the bears, Swiss cheese, secondary, the the lions, Swiss fucking cheese. Now you go to the Buffalo bills had trade Travis white, Tredavious white, 
and they have a great nickel corner, and they got other players, and they got the safeties. The Dolphins just got Jalen Ramsey, and they had Xavier Howard and other players. Uh, they have Javon Holland as safety. New England's always got a solid secondary. Like we could, we could really break this down at a granular level here. But like yeah, the we'll talent later, escalation from going from. I hate to say it, our division to the Bills and the Dolphins and the Patriots, holy fuck, that's a gauntlet that you got to go through to even compete for winning your division, to have a shot to go for playoffs, and that's not even counting the other juggernaut AFC teams. And I know you've got stuff to talk about with the Bills as well, and we'll get to that, but... I I mean, I get it. I get he's a two-time MVP in the last couple years, but I personally am kind of tepid on the Super Bowl hype. I don't think that they're a Super Bowl contending team. In your first year? Yeah, I I would have said no until Brady did it. Rodgers is not Brady, of course. Um, and it was not the same. Brady was leaving the AFC for a week or NFC. It, but Oh, my God, amen. Luke. Panthers, Falcons, Saints. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were not no. that great. Saints no, only kind of good. That was the ghost of Drew Brees here, if I'm not mistaken. You know, uh, here's the thing, and and then we can move on. But it's just Nathaniel Hackett being the OC for Rodgers in Green Bay from 19 to 21. Rodgers won two MVPs in that time. That's a good um, pull. Good there's call. there's uh, there's the table set for him to go the fuck off. If Rodgers is going the fuck off, and their defense is young and good. I mean, who the fuck's to say? Who's to say? Like, so I, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Um, I'm fine rooting for Rodgers again, in a weird way. Now that he's not a Packer, in that respect, I'm cool. Uh, his personality seems less toxic and frustrating. So maybe it's just because he was um, annoyed with the Packers. I don't know. Uh, speaking of players annoyed with their teams, um, now that we. Now that we've um, crossed that June first threshold, Luke. Oh my gosh! Teams so the Vikings are finally cutting ties. Yeah, Fiskers. long rumored, long, long rumored to be getting rid of uh, Dalvin Cook. It was really weird that the Vikings would release their schedule stuff with Madison front and center and not Dalvin. That was fucking bizarre to me. Actually, a little uncool in my opinion. I, I'm actually, I think that's kind of fucked up. Uh, so okay, like I mean. The only thing I will say, and I know it's a business and it's ice cold, it's just little touches like that are in this new world of like social media and marketing teams and stuff like that where it's like, well, that's disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the, nah. and also and because- Alexander Madison doesn't have nearly the talent that Dalvin Cook does. I'm just going to say it right now. And even I think if Alexander Madison. You're doing that after Dalvin has gashed him. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. He's a good back. I'm excited to, to, to see him. I, I think he has a lot of potential, and, and most importantly, he costs far less money. Nothing. Um, like So Dalvin, we paid Dalvin a huge contract. We were in the in the world of paying all of our stars, and, and I respect that about the Vikings. That was not Rare this Rare in the NFL, too. Yeah, and that, that is not this regime. This regime is going to pay their stars, but their star is Justin Jefferson. Their star... Uh, is whoever their QB of the future is. It's not Kirk, I don't think. Um, 
their star is, and, and I would like it to be Kirk. I don't mind, but I think that they are looking young. Like they're gonna give Jaren Kirk this Hall, last year. Jaren Hall, Jaren Hall. I mean, I'm I'm excited about that. But anyways, Dalvin Cook's gone. Uh, it's it's set, it's a sad day, except for we are in the negative and we needed money to free up. I just didn't really like the way it was handled publicly. Um, I think I think we're in a brave new world of these public grievances, and it's. Social media has upped the ante in an all-new way. It's not like social media is new. It's not like any of this is new, but it's just like, you know, Ryan Clark said something really funny on NFL Live um, and talking about the dig stuff that we'll get to next, but it's uh, whatever happened to to people going up to the mic and lying? And he's like, you know what I mean? Like just saying, no, everything's fine. And I'm like, yeah, what did ever happen to that? I But you know what? kind of love that they're not lying because we have lots to talk about so you have uh, a lot more of an inside look now dalvin being cut uh post june 1st save uh saved us a lot of money freed to freed us up the big rumor is he's going to miami mike mcdaniel said some he changed su- his social media shit dalvin um, changed his social media background to him playing in miami um McDaniel said of what be, people seem to love his they're so enamored oddball comments which they're I so find to be very annoying and then when you read back the transcript of his saying him saying uh an exact date which was his date of birth and then saying you know and in fact that date was not yesterday reads funny when you read it but then when you listen to him say it and there's like a fuckload of really really long pauses as he's working his way through Open this very mouth short stairs. yeah as he's working his way through this short comment which is supposed to be funny it's not actually funny when you hear it live let me just no. say that hey, he's he's a good writer he, he needs to he needs a he needs a performer out there. He needs to send you out, Aiden, with his material. And you walk out and you're like, hello, everyone. And then hello. you, yeah, and then you nail the joke. Huge laugh. Crowd goes wild. Um, nobody's and then I signed Dalvin. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, but they haven't yet. And They're gonna. They should. They should. I think that a lot of teams uh, would be um, very lucky to have Cook. He's the only back to have 1,000 yards each of the last four seasons. Um, I mean, I rushing have- yards. Like, yep, I've sung his praises. Yards, I have like, critiqued him heavily because of his fumble issues, but there, there are very few running backs in the league that have the short area burst that Dalvin Cook has shown on a year in year out basis, and his running stats are they 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 stand that they stand he's, uh, the test. You know what I mean? Like he, good receiver he's too it on the field. You know, good receiver too, good blocker. I mean, like he can really do it all. So um, I really do wish him nothing but the best. I'm sad that it had to end that way. Like I said, I thought it was a little clunky there. Um, I hope it's no hard feelings in the future. I'm still a big fan. I'm not taking my Dalvin Cook Vikings Funko Pop off the shelf, no sir. Rooting for him wherever he goes. Um, It'd be cool if he went to Miami because he's from there. His brother, I think his brother's on the team still. Um, That'd be amazing. So. Uh, also, I just thought about the fact that it wasn't Diggs. I was thinking about somebody else. Now I can't think of it. Daniel <laughs> so Hunter? That air. No, well, Daniel Hunter's up in the well, air. We can um, just talk about that real saying... quick while you think about it. Uh, so while we're on the Vikings, Daniel Hunter has been, um, you know, speculated to be potentially on the trade market with teams interested. And I... As a team that is heavily linked to pass rushers because of the lack of talent at that position, we are being linked to anybody that can either be an outside linebacker or a D-end. Um, so Daniel Hunter's been heavily linked to the Bears. We've seen Kwesi do interdivision trades. 
I know Chase Young is still being linked as a potential trade candidate. I have been very high on Daniil Hunter ever since he came in from LSU as a super, super young draft pick out of the thir- uh, LSU third-round pick, and he exceeded expectations. He was pretty much averaging out to double-digit sacks every year, and as a young player, he was on pace to set records, but he's been dealing with injuries. I've never seen a guy with, like, literal earthworms crawling through his biceps, but uh, he looks like he's on steroids, but apparently he's not. I mean, I'm a big fan. Uh, it'd be cool to to work things out. I would. I hope we do, but just based on how things are going with our veterans and with contracts, I don't know, man. So, um, <coughs> Something whatever. I, I'm, not, like I'm I, not too terrified about it, to be honest. I'm excited. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but... <clears throat> Now that they're getting into the nitty-gritty of actually moving on from some of these other guys that were more borderline uh, as opposed to Kendricks and Thielen who were pretty much, you know, heavily speculated to leave early. And you guys did retain Harry, but it seems that you guys are very much so in a transitional year in the 2022-23 season. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sure exactly how many years he has left, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk acts as a one or two year bridge and then he's out. This um, is his last season on contract. Then yeah, I wouldn't be surprised That's if why this I is his earlier. last season. Yeah. And I know I've spoken and the media has spoken ad nauseum about how your your final seat or your last season was a bit um I don't know, anomalous due to some of the so I'll say this when you're in the actual moment in the season and your team is winning miraculous games and all of that, and your record may not actually represent where the team should be. That's cool. That, that is awesome. And that should be celebrated and that should not be taken in a way. And they didn't. And they rode that and Questy did a great job with that. But when you're in the season afterwards, I think it does behoove the team and the organization to, to dive in and be realistic about if it's sustainable going forward. And I think Questy, as much as I'm critical of him, is making a smart, like multiple smart decisions here because I don't think that that success from last season is sustainable. I think a lot of it was luck. And I think there's a lot of different metrics that support that. Um, and to, to start cutting ties now and making hard decisions is the smart move to set your team up to be as successful as they can in the future, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is going uh, out of the division and all that. I think, yeah, I like where we're at. I think they need a smart move. Um, The, the JJ was at OTAs and uh, also said that even if a contract isn't uh, uh, figured out, he'll be at training camp. No problem. Which is nice to hear. The same cannot be said for Stefan Diggs, and I want to fucking mm. talk about this, dude. This is like the dra- the unexpected that, drama. Did you think of the other guy that you were thinking no. of? No. Okay, that's fine. But the unexpected drama Saquon? Uh, that popped off. Yes, oh, fuck. It was Saquon. That is who I was thinking of. But anyways. We can get back. We'll, 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 we'll get do to that Saquon. later because I'm dying to talk about We've been teasing it all episode. I want to talk about Diggs uh, uh, and the Bills. Yesterday, I'm just chilling. I'm working, hanging out, doing my thing, and fucking – Stuff po- it's so funny. He's my just sister- eating eggs to a bigger egg, dude. You're out of eggs. Do you want to buy eighty eggs? Sorry, I'm cutting you off so much. Go ahead. There's trouble in that New York paradise. There's smoke on the horizon. Yeah, what, what's going on? And 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 a it's red not- moon is rising. Yes, and all the bokoblins you just killed are back to life. 
the Bokoblins in your soul if you're a Bills fan because you see that uh, fucking Stefan Diggs isn't at mandatory minicamp, right? So He's just surfing his not, Hylian shield this down is not on the <laughs> Yes, he's, Sorry, gr- he's out there grinding. This is not OTAs. This is not optional. This is mandatory fucking minicamp. Where uh, you can be fined if you're not in uh, participation. Find exorbitant money for me and you would bankrupt us and send us to the nether realm, but to these guys it's nothing. Good for them. We can talk about that later. I know you have something to say. Um, I like money. They deserve money. Diggs has a lot of money. Diggs just got paid a lot of money. He is in the top five paid receivers in the in a fucking fell. Uh, that's right, in a fucking fell. Um, he is maybe in the top three, and I and I don't know what this could be about, other than trouble in paradise, unhappiness, things that were frustrating him in the locker room, like seemingly because where does this come from? Where does this stem from? I've heard it be speculated that this might be issues that were unresolved from last season. Um, I know that Sean McDermott came out and was like, yeah, I'm very concerned that Stefan Diggs is not here. Like, and, and, and yeah, you should be concerned. Stefan Diggs's representation was like, no, 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 no. My client is there. Open your eyes. He came in and did his physical and was there. Pull the wool back, Sean yeah, McDermott. Yeah, you look he was around in you. Buffalo. The way I read it real quick was that he's in Buffalo, and he will be in Buffalo for three days. So I was like, is this, like, dodgy or what? Are they saying he's within the city limits, you can't find him, but he's just, like, not with the team practicing? They're like, apparently, just because you can't find him, maybe you're just not, <laughs> maybe you, you know what I mean? Like, that's Apparently he went, I, if, I, if I was... Like, correct in my interpretation. He went to the team facility briefly in the morning and then left. He did his physical is what I heard. I heard he went in, did a physical, and then, yeah, I heard he bounced. And so, that's where it gets interesting. And, you know, Sean McDermott coming out and being, like, saying he's concerned publicly and stuff is is, is wild. That's wild. Uh, And that's what Ryan Clark was talking about where he's like, fucking, maybe people should just lie. Like, that's nice. Like, the Bills – this – this has all the trimmings to uh, to start toppling this 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 amazing little franchise, this amazing little run that they've put together, and it's and you know Bills fans are at an all time high in excitement. They just had fucking Josh Allen revealed on the Madden cover, um, mm. despite Photoshop glitches. Uh, they had to show that smile, the pearly whites, and one of those one of those face guards bars was in the way. He's a handsome fella. He, uh, Haley Steinfeld. That's the rumor. I Gosh almighty. <laughs> it should so, be Joe uh, Burrow with her, okay? Joe Burrow has no time for anything but ball, and I love him for it. Um, this is juicy because then they wheeled out fucking Josh Allen, dude. They rolled out Josh Allen, who comes out fucking hat in hand, Fucking aw shucks, fucking kicking the ground, wearing the Charlie Brown t-shirt. Not literally, guys. Fucking just being like a, um, you know, I think maybe there's things I could do better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Just like, just somebody who's just like absolutely about to be dumped by their significant other. Uh, and like, so he's, he's like publicly like, this is, you know, I'll eat it. Like, this is on me. Like, I don't know. You have some of his quotes. And everything, well, per- but he was very apologetic important. and very much like, 
I'm going to take this on and do whatever I can to improve to make Stefan. I want Stefan here. Like it's all this reaffirming shit. Kind of submissive. I love him. Like, you know what I mean? I love him. Well, important context for this, Luke, is the last time that we saw Stefan Diggs with the team was on this sideline Mm -hmm. as they were losing to the Bengals with his arms outstretched as wide as they go, just gesturing to Josh Allen, who Mm -hmm. wouldn't even look up at him from the bench. I assume he's saying, I'm open, give me the ball. Or he's saying, I did everything right. And they indicted me. <laughs> and if we could get that audio somehow, that'd be great. That and is they big. indicted me. That is um, right now. So when Josh Allen was wheeled out there with his hat in his hand, he was talking about how he could have potentially done something to get Diggs a little bit more involved, uh, getting him the ball, more involved in the game plan. Uh, he said that this situation is related to teamwork. There's things that I could do better to help out with this process and try to get him back here and be the Buffalo Bill that he's meant to be. I think we're just, as an organization, maybe not communicating the right way with everything. So again, just trying to talk and listen at the same time and hear him out. And like I just, or like I said, just try to move this forward as quickly and as respectfully as possible. So he's my guy, and excuse my I fucking love him. He's a brother of mine. This does not work and we're doing here without what we're doing here without him. We wish he was in here today and was out there on the field with us and that's not the case. But I've got to go back. I've got his back no matter what. And again, I've got no doubt that we will figure this out and I frigging love him. I can't stress that enough. So basically, this reads to me as the you know, relationship was damaged through probably no fault of the Bills or Josh Allen. Probably just because Stephon Diggs has proven to be a diva who wants the ball. He probably felt he deserved the ball in the key moments and that he could have won that game for them. So then he leaves the organization and now you have Josh Allen kowtowing to him in a, in a press interview saying all these platitudes to try to like make it seem like no, but like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's the right thing to do, and it's you can't really fault the Bills or Josh Allen for doing that. But I'm concerned I mean, this is, on how this fast. Is a stif- how fast are you willing? Why are you so so ready? Ready sure that Diggs is at fault here, and not not Allen and McDermott? Because Diggs has had has. I mean, you may be right, and I will eat crow if that's the case. But has Diggs not proven to be kind of a head case when it comes to this kind of stuff? As as a guy who watched him play on the Vikings, I told you about him when he got drafted. Like I'm invested in Stephon Diggs just I, as much as the next guy. You I know love what I mean? Diggs. I'm still a fan. Like I, JJ I, JJ is one point five the receiver he is. I I love Diggs, uh, and he flourished. And Diggs is f- responsible for. Some of my happiest times uh, as a Vikings fan. He's fantastic. The digs, the digs, stealing era together. Oh my god! Um, and I was happy to see him succeed uh, in Buffalo. I was happy when we played Buffalo, and he, he and Kirk were like, "Yo, like Digs was like it's never been about Kirk. Like you know what I mean? Like everybody assumed he didn't like Kirk Cousins, and that just wasn't true. Like you know what I mean? They both had said that wasn't true, and everybody said it was. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, no, he doesn't like her cousins. It, that's false. That isn't true. So like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think when there's people that don't come out and say these these fucking eloquent fucking like paragraphs and stuff, when there's people like Stefan Diggs who does his talking in a different way, I think that people immediately wanna 
side with Josh Allen. And I'm, and I'm, and, I, and I don't know. I don't. Why? Why the fuck would I side with Josh Allen? Luke like, has a vendetta like, against Josh like Allen. I don't like him. That is his if public I'm a, enemy if number I'm one. I'm Josh right Allen's now. teammate. I'm fucking annoyed. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like the leader that all these other quarterbacks that, that people lump him in with are. He's not Why Burrow. Do you say he's that? not Mahomes. He's not Lamar. Even I, he doesn't. I don't think he elevates his team that way. I don't think he has that voice that way. Clearly, and 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 I, mean, I, I, and I, I think he's anti-clutch. But we can, we can talk about that a different day. Did you see what what Diggs said? In, uh, after all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I don't remember it, but read it to me. It was hilarious. So, after uh, Alan was like, oh, shucks, and how much he loves, I fucking love him, Diggs posted to his Instagram story, i just be letting people cap. If them lies help you sleep better, tell them, big dog. And I'm like, fuck yes, dude. I Let think it's the Diggs. drama I think it's happen. Diggs. I am rooting for Diggs. <laughs> Okay, now that's fine. Look, I I'm always rooting for the very good teams that aren't my team to crash and burn. And oh yeah, drama. I do want, well, I my do team want them to crash and burn. It sounds. I awesome. like it. I like it. And you know what? I enjoy this fake the Bills. Bills hype. Fuck them. I think if you were to assemble a militia of a fan base, the Bills might have the most um, powerful and deadly militia. So their fan base is awesome. But yeah. Oh, like, dude, Raiders fans would fuck the Bills fans up. You think so? Yes, think eat them for of- breakfast. <clears throat> are we are we importing from Oakland? Or are Doesn't we matter. just strictly taking Las Vegas people? Look, we can move on from this. We do need to hit on some other guys like Saquon, but it's interesting to see where this goes. To me, this screams Stefan Diggs being as distant as possible because he felt wronged and being a diva. But I'm willing to entertain that it could be it Josh Allen like and Sean McDermott. It does so, look like that. They just seem like they're fucking lying, dude. I don't know. I can, but see, maybe I can see where you're but coming you're from. Right. I get why you it's don't like, like him. You're like, you're blinded by hatred to me because I'm watching Josh Allen. I'm like, I would just, oh, mm. I don't know about you. That's how I feel. Luke Luke has his his paramour every season, and he has his absolute villain every season. And we talked yeah. about this off air. He's got we'll his favorites and his least favorites. And Josh Allen, he has been turned off by Josh Allen. I'll tell you that. Really quick to put a button on this. Stephon Diggs is paid as the fifth highest wide receiver fifth. yearly in the league yeah. at $24 million a year. Big he money. is not set to hit free agency until 2028. Yeah. It doesn't make any kind of financial sense to move on from him in any mm-hmm. capacity, whether mm-hmm. that is a trade or releasing. He is like definitely tied to this team for the near future. So they need to figure it out. And to me, that's why Josh Allen got sent out there to just start like way babying into the microphone. But that's what I think, why I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? He's, it sounds like he's full of shit. Like, and maybe it's just because he has no charisma whatsoever. And so like everything he says just kind of sounds the same. He does but, look a little bit artificial. Like Joe Burrow is authentic. Like Joe Burrow Pat is the most is authentic. Joe Burrow is just everything the I've ever guy wanted. Ever? Yeah, just everything I've look, ever wanted. Look, Luke, can you at least see something? So, like, I I understand why you give me shit because he went to LSU when he had his success and he never really started Ohio State. But you know for a fact that I was always a fan of his, and you see now why I'm such a big fan of his. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm never. I've I, been on it the whole time. I know, man. You digs. You know everybody. You're, if he wouldn't you know. have broke his hand competing with Dwayne Haskins, he very well could have been the starting quarterback, and then Dwayne Haskins might have transferred to Maryland. 
pretty fucking which stupid is where thing to he, do. Where, which is where he was originally committed. Boop, 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 boop. Stay tuned for an important news bulletin from future Luke starting now. All right. Uh, I'm not dropping audio in from Alan or McDermott or any of this shit because you watch ESPN just like I do and you know we do this for free. But it is important to note that uh, a couple hours after me and Aiden recorded early in the wee hours this morning, Diggs was at practice, was at practice for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and McDermott said some weird shit, like some shit that completely contradicted what he said yesterday. Like, um, so I'll, I'll read you a, just a quick little, you know, little treat. You can nibble on that for a second. Um, I don't know why I'm doing the suckling noise. I also do it in the episode when Aiden mentions the prospect of the Vikings and Trey Lance. So, um, I don't know the suckling noise. Um, maybe, I don't know. Anyways, Sean McDermott on Stefan Diggs. There are a lot of things out there that aren't accurate. He was here on Monday for his physical reported for meetings, had a good conversation, got to a point yesterday where we felt we all needed a break, gave him permission. He was excused. That is the highlights. Um, that sounds awfully different. Uh, I guess if I, the way I'm with no information and reading through the lines, um, my opinion is maybe shit got heated and he's was pissed and they said, Hey man, take a day and cool off. And the media took note of that. And cause they're not stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You guys can make, make it what you want to make it. A lot of people are saying he's a diva. Um, all I know is he's untradeable. I mean, Adam Schefter himself just said he's untradeable. I mean, it's like a 30-something million dollar cap hit if they trade Stefan Diggs. So they better figure this shit out um, if they want to be this juggernaut that they seem to be revving up to be. I mean, like, obviously, I, I talked bitterly about them uh, in this episode, and I, I'm just a little bit, I don't know, uh, maybe jealous. I, I can admit that. Maybe I'm jealous. Um, but, yeah. This is the follow-up. This is the postscript. I added this in after the fact just for you um, so we could be accurate journalists. So uh, I'll throw it back to past Aiden now. So it is what it is. We are now going to transition and talk about a very important topic at this point of the year. Now, we're in mandatory mini camps. We're at, at the heels of OTAs. Teams are having their mini camps in different times, but it's generally within this timeline. And then after this, there's going to be a really, really long break. And then we're going to have mandatory training camps heading into the season. So first off, I want to say and get your take on this. I don't, and I heard another, you know, um, sports commentator bring this up. I don't think that the way that they structured the off season is very beneficial for the football players to have them come in for like a really short snippet of time for what is essentially just team building where they're trying to get them in shape and get them accustomed to each other and then send them off to their own devices for like months and then bring them back. Why not just give them multiple months extra at the end of the uh, season and then bring them back for a longer period of time? Why have them get in shape, lose the shape and then come back and get in shape again? Why not just, I don't get it. I don't think they're really – I don't think they're so much about getting in shape. At this point, all those athletes should be in shape year-round like they just should be. But they're not. So, they're losing it when they go home and go on vacation, some of them. Some of them. The, but the, I the think whole they're thing more they were so... talking about was that John Harbaugh 
literally will when players come in if they don't pass their conditioning test he'll put them on the physically unable to perform list and he he instituted a team-wide ramp-up period that takes like a week where they don't do anything too extensive because they're expecting people to not be in shape and all i'm saying is that seems like a detriment to the way that these players should be scheduling their off season when you could just take longer time with your family and then dive in instead of going half and then break and then another half. You know, that's I all mean, I'm... it would make me uncomfortable to have to have all of that. T- that just adds to the season at that point. Whereas I think these are more so beneficial for the younger players that come in and are learning what it's like to be a professional. They've never done that before. Um, it's, it's a, you're right. It is team building, but that's, that's, that's crucial to dip your toe in, meet people. Then maybe you're texting and, and talking and, and, and doing calls and working out outside of it. You're meeting up, but you know what I mean? Like that's your time. And then by the time you get to training camp, it's not just like starting from zero. I, I think it's it's better to break it up personally. I don't think the shape thing. If you're not in shape, that that's fucking crazy because most of these guys are working all year round. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I just think that the season is so long and grueling already, and training camp is so long and grueling. Even though it's like been made a lot uh, less intense by uh, CBAs and whatnot. Like you know, it's not full pad two days and all this other stuff. Um, it's still a grind. So I, I, I like the breaking it up personally, but I, I do see where you're coming from. I just think that if I had to look down the barrel at an, an extra month, two months tacked onto my season with like no escape, oh my God, I just vomit. I get it. I think it's smarter my way, but I mean, I see where you're coming from. Um, so basically at this point in the season, some of the biggest talking line or headlines are that certain players are going to hold out for contracts. And one of those is Saquon Barkley, who's not participating in minicamp right now. He wants to be paid as one of the highest running backs in the league. He's routinely said he doesn't want to reset the market. This was a guy that I was very high on the Bears getting if he didn't get tagged. And he didn't. He did not sign the tag yet. So essentially, he's in limbo right now. (laughs) I know you talked a little bit about how it would be cool if the Vikings got him. I don't think that is... It doesn't really fit the plan. It doesn't fit the plan with where you guys are going. At this point, I'm not even sure if it fits the Bears' plan. A lot of talk about how their running back position is entirely devalued. And that's going to lead to another conversation topic I want to bring up. But... It's true. The teams that are winning Super Bowls that are competing in the like last rounds of the playoffs, they have running back rooms that are by committee that aren't being paid very much. And that's yeah. just the reality of it. And I think Saquon is a generational talent, but he's also a guy that tore his ACL. So we'll see where that goes. I think that there's a big, um, there's a reason to be like, I don't know if you'd be panicking as a Giants fan, but you'd probably be on edge about whether or not Saquon's going to be with your team this season because he knows how good he is. He knows that they use him to get, like they milk him for every yard he can give every game. And he's just getting run into the ground. So if I'm him, I'm not playing unless I'm compensated as I should be. Um, 
Some other guys that are potentially going to hold out coming up into training camp. We've heard a lot about Buda Baker for the Cardinals. They recently got rid of D-Hop, who hasn't found a team yet. I've heard that some teams are wary that he's lost his deep speed at this point in his career. But I do think D-Hop will find a home. He's just New got England, great hands. The rumor is New England, and the rumor yeah. is like, I heard Tennessee before that. He did visit both, so that makes sense. Uh, th- this... I'm reading Bleacher Reports, um, players who may hold out. This one says Nick Bosa. I don't see that. I think they will get him the money as soon as they can. Daniil Hunter is for sure holding out already, and he's apparently on the trade block. Um, Speculations that you guys could get a second-round pick plus for him, I think that would be really cool. I would do that in a heartbeat if I'm you. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Trade packages I saw is for him to go to San Francisco for like a fourth and Trey Lance. Mm. Yeah, that, that's me. That's me chewing on that. I know. That, that I know. We would like that. I'd Josh Jake. Josh Jacobs. I think that's another potential holdout. I could see him and Saquon talking about it. Like, hey, like the running back position, someone's got to do something. Let's just set the precedent that we need to get paid. I could see that happening. It's Chris hard, jo- man. Like, I, and I said, you know. I, when, even when the Vikings were doing it with Peterson, that was vintage. That was a throwback. We were like the only team in the league still doing it. Like it was done. It was cooked. And so you you can't really do that anymore. Like I mean, like I wish, but and maybe and maybe some team will. Maybe you're right. Maybe some team. But like, look, if you have Saquon running like an every down back like Peterson did or like Earl Campbell of old, guess what? He's gonna fuck his fucking legs up. He always does. So. I don't know. I feel terrible about saying that because it's just like I I would I wouldn't want to put that money there. Like I I I felt bad about losing Dalvin, but I didn't want to spend all that money on a running back there. Like if we don't have to anymore, because it's all air. We're throwing it to <clears throat> Justin Jefferson. So let's everybody's throwing it to whoever the fuck they have. It's quarterback. Let's get to that. Let's get to that talking point then. And real quick, I'll I'll button this up. There's a couple others they have listed. Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs. Devin White, I could see that uh, for the Buccaneers. He's he's already made his intentions clear, wanting to be a top-paid linebacker. Christian Wilkins, the former teammate of uh, Dexter Lawrence for the Giants who did get paid, and another one of those D-tackles that wants to be in that upper echelon market. And then Quentin Williams, who we've mentioned multiple times, Um, with the Jets. So one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's growing older, but just like how some of my thought processes have changed regarding the sport of football and growing up, a lot of these players were like semi mythical to me. And I mean, in some ways they still are, but they were older than me by a good margin. I was young. They were making all this money and I wasn't in any kind of a path towards a career yet when I was a fan, when I was younger. So when players would hold out and shit or when players were acting diva ish, like Stefan Diggs, a lot of times my mind would go to the money and the cap hits and being like of the mindset of like, Oh, well that position's not worth that. This player played for three years. Now he's not on a rookie contract. He wants to actually make some money and Is he worth it? Could we just fill that slot with another young guy who you can get the same uh, production out of? But now that I've aged up a bit, I start to be a little bit more empathetic and humanistic, and I'm seeing these players, and I'm starting to, like, side with them in my head. I'm like, okay, well, Saquon Barkley 
gave everything he had to this organization and team for like four years. He did everything the right way. And now he wants to be paid as he should be. And then it's hard to square that with the fact that you could get probably 80% of his production from a fourth round pick in the draft. If you do it right and you get a good guy. So it's just tough. But I do think that my perspective has shifted to be a bit more pro player ever since I've gotten older, since we've lived through a pandemic, since we've had a podcast where we talk about the more humanistic storylines. And I kind of know where you sit. You, you weren't, ever really as much of the um team builder cat management type uh living for draft speculation type you've always been a player centric fan i know brad is a bit more of how i used to be and i'm i know we don't necessarily have the fan base where we can put polls out there and such but i am curious how other fans feel about that and if when they see Saquon or Stefan Diggs doing these things, if they're, if they're siding with the player and their understanding, or if they're looking at them as just an X within a series of 11 X's that are making plays. It, I, I'm just curious how other people are ingesting it at this point And if they've experienced a similar shift. Yeah, no, I, I hear you dude. And like, what's so I, important on that phone? My job. What you got over there. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh no I hear you and I and I feel the same I feel I feel similar to you I also you know players were paid dog shit for so long like in the NFL's history that look at what they're making in the NBA dude and I yeah. know it's a smaller roster but fuck no but like I mean and like you know the players of old like you know gave like gave their bodies for the sport like it's you know what I mean and they they weren't unionized for a long time and it, it just it's brutal you look at the legends like I'm I'm a fan of the history of the game I love the game um I love old-timey running backs I mentioned Earl Campbell earlier because he comes he's the top of my head of like a hardcore running back and and he, the I mean he busted his knees and body up and they didn't get paid well uh it's just a fact um they a lot of them don't so i'm with you i do it's not that it's not that i don't want these running backs to get paid i just understand i understand why teams can't afford them right now because money's going to quarterbacks throwing to five wide receivers and then pass rushers and all this stuff and then when i when i reflect and i see what ryan pulls the gm of the bears has done tearing down this roster to the foundation doing exactly what i wanted them to do and what i repeatedly said that they should do on the podcast and i'm so happy with it but it is kind of jarring when you have a guy like a david montgomery who gave everything he had for 4 years to an organization and then all of that on a rookie like pay scale which is absolute dog shit and then as soon as it's his turn to make money you're quibbling over an extra one and a half million and you're like okay sorry that's my number that's that's all we can do bye bye it's like fuck man it's it's the human aspect of that it can be a bit rough and i'm so happy we're building through the draft we're investing in a young team right now but in two years some of these guys numbers are going to come up and Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker are going to want money. And then what are we going to do then when our GM has set a precedence that he is very strict in contract negotiations with his players? It's going to be rough. Like, And that's every team dealing with that. And I know that's like, <clears throat> I don't know. 
such a silver spoon problem and people are going to say, fuck them. They're in NFL players. They make millions, but I am a bit empathetic of where the, where the young players are coming from when they're, they're doing everything the right way. And now it's their turn. Why can't they get their money? No, so I, if I, I think that's, I think that's well put. I really do. I, and I, I think we just have a different perspective now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can laud the team building of this GM, but at the same t- yeah, but at the same time, it's still tough. But we've hit on pretty much all the important things right now that I can think of off the top of my head. We're going to be with you guys probably within every couple weeks as the news trickles in. It's going to be a bit of a dead period as the players move back. Hopefully no one's getting in trouble or definitely no one's getting hurt or hurting other people and driving crazy. That happens in the offseason. I hope it doesn't this year. And we're going to have a lot of cool things on the horizon as we head into training camp. So anything else, Luke, before we head out? No, I'm just excited. It's nice to it's nice to, to talk when there's actually stuff to talk about. You know what I mean? I was pumped that uh, stuff came down the pike yesterday, especially with players that I really dig, like dig. So mm. um, I hope things work out. Obviously, they kind of need to. I hope that it's not my man just being dramatic. I'm, I want the benefit of the doubt. So. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, Move me and- quietly and carry a big stick or something like on Instagram. Like, I don't know, there some like cryptic ass shit that these wide receivers post. Uh, a week from tomorrow, me and T are touring Allegiant Stadium. So that's going to be rad as fuck. I'm going to be in Vegas. I might put a MVP bet down on Mahomes. I mean, I feel like that's a safe bet. Why not Joe Burrow? Because uh, I think Mahomes can win MVP every year. Put in 200 for Justin Fields for me. 200 for my birthday all right maybe like that's your gift to me i'm not giving you 200 bucks all right Ah! you got it for nfl mayo i've been aiden i've been luke and we'll catch you next time i did everything right and i was indicted (laughs) bye-bye nfl mayo